Do you offer coaching? Have you thought of offering coaching? Would you like to generate additional non-airplane income? Would you like to produce better results with your clients? Would you like to be a better coach? Well, NSA, we're in luck because with me today is Susie Pomerantz. Susie has been an extremely successful executive coach for over 16 years. And by successful, I mean that she is always fully booked with clients and her fees rival what some of the highest paid attorneys charge for their time. She's the founder or co-founder of several coaching organizations, the International Consortium of Coaching and Organizations, the Library of Professional Coaching, Leading Coaches Center and Leading Coaches Clubhouse, and she is the author of a great book called Seal the Deal. I love that title. Her credentials in the coaching business keep going, but if I keep going, we won't have time for our segment. So what you need to know is that Susie Pomerantz is the coach's coach. She knows the coaching business like very few. Susie, welcome to VOE. Thank you so much, Bill. It's really an honor to be invited to participate in this. Well, it's great to have you. And Susie, you have such a wealth of information for our members. We're going to actually divide this interview into several segments that will run over the course of several months. So in our first segment, let's talk about should coaching be a part of your business? Uh, How big is the coaching industry? So the short answer to your question is yes, absolutely, coaching should be a part of any speaker's business. The coaching industry is rumored to be somewhere between $1 billion and $2 billion industry, second in growth only to IT. And I say rumored to be because it depends on the source. There are a number of surveys and global studies that have come out recently. I think probably the most credible one is Harvard Business Review that says it's about a $1.5 billion industry. Wow. So how does a speaker's business benefit from adding or expanding coaching? Well, it's a growing profession. So even though it's been around for many, many years, it seems to just be blossoming and becoming more mainstream. There's a number of ways a speaker can add coaching to their business. You can outsource it. You, can, you don't have to do it yourself. You can collaborate and partner with existing coaches. But what it can do for you as a speaker is not only does it give you non-travel revenue so you can stay home, and in fact, one of the greatest things about um, executive coaching when you really get it up and running is that you can do it from your home, in your, on your phone, in your pajamas. There are many days when I don't put a suit on, and it's a wonderful thing. But it, it also gives you a way to extend your core message and get it out into people in, in a way that there is a transfer, a knowledge transfer into their workplace so that they can take what you're saying and apply it in real time. It gives you a real laboratory for content and stories that you can then weave into your speaking platform because the things that you'll hear in one-on-one coaching or team coaching give you some specific real-life examples. Um, And it expands your offering. It increases your market share. It's a whole new revenue stream. And why wouldn't you want a piece of that, you know, $1.5 billion industry? Mm, I like that idea of it being a a laboratory where you really get in touch one-on-one, on on the ground, watching people, talking to people, trying to apply your strategies that you may have uh, talked about on the platform. Because you get to see it in a new way, right? right? When, When people are applying your strategies that you speak about from the platform, you don't necessarily know after you get on off the platform and back on your plane, you don't necessarily know if they heard your true intent or the true meaning of what you wanted to communicate Mm. until you see them grappling with it in their day-to-day work. And then you can help course correct and tweak so that they are actually applying and leveraging your content in ways that are more meaningful and results producing. So we always talk about producing results, changing lives is one of the expressions used in NSA. Well, Coaching really gets you a chance to do that, doesn't it? Coaching gets you down on the ground, changing lives in a way where you can see how people are hearing your message and what they're doing with it and how they're applying it. And then you can 
either alter your message accordingly or you can help them tweak what their understanding of your message was so that they can actually truly achieve the results possible. You know, what is the difference between being a speaker, a consultant, a coach? There, that's a really good question and a really juicy one because a lot of people do all three. Um, I know a lot of coaches in the coaching industry use speaking as a marketing tactic to get more coaching engagements. I know a lot of speak, a lot of coaches in executive coaching or business coaching do a combination of consulting and coaching. So it's important to have the distinctions of all three. So consulting, I'll start there. Consulting is basically you're going into an organization or you're working with a team or a group and you're identifying what the problems are and you're bringing benchmarked solutions to them. You're advising them on how to fix it and what to do. Coaching you're actually pulling the, the information out of the people and the organization that you're working with. You're holding it up for them as a bit of a mirror to show them what they're doing and to help them align what they're doing, their behaviors with their core strategies and their core commitments. And you're also helping them see the places where they get in their own way so that you can help them get out of their own way. And the distinction is that between speaking and coaching, speaking is about delivering a message in a way that educates and entertains. So you're, you're delivering an edutaining message, if you will. Mm-hmm. Coaching is more about drawing out the client's message and guiding them on their own development journey. So where speaking is more about you, coaching is more about them. And, you know, just to further distinguish that a little bit, coaching is listening as opposed to talking, mm-hmm. wondering as opposed to knowing, asking as opposed to telling. So speakers, subject matter experts, you're there for your expertise, you're there for your knowledge, you're there to tell about your expertise, you're doing the talking, you're the one who knows. So it's a very different mindset from coaching. Wondering versus knowing. I like that. So just because you're a knowledge expert, a great speaker, that doesn't necessarily transfer into you being a great coach, does it? That's exactly correct. So In fact, being a content expert and being really strong, if that's your real strength, that could actually translate into you being a bad coach. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't add coaching to your business. Mm. You can still outsource coaching. You can partner with people for whom coaching is a strength and who are aligned around your content, of course. But coaches have to not have the answers. Speakers have to have the answers. So speakers are more aligned with consulting in that way, that you're coming with answers, you're coming with knowledge that you're imparting to an audience. When a coach has the answers, they're no longer being a coach. When a coach has the answers, they've then shifted into consulting. Mm. So it's important to understand that distinction because if you're providing consulting as an add-on to your speaking business, great, don't call it coaching. If you're willing to, to shift the mindset and really be listening versus talking, wondering versus knowing, and asking versus telling, then you're really being a coach, and you can call it coaching. Mm -hmm. So, Susie, what role might coaching play in helping a speaker seal the deal, to use the title of your book, seal the deal with a prospective client or organization? In other words, the fact that they offer coaching as a speaker, can that help them become more attractive and, and gain more business as a speaker? Absolutely, because it helps protect the investment of the client organization. Because you can say, this is a value add that we provide as additional part of our speaking fee. So you can up your speaking fee to include the coaching. And it, what it does is it provides for a knowledge transfer back to the workplace. You can say, we're going to ensure, my team of coaches or I, are going to ensure that what we talk about from the podium doesn't just leave when doesn't just get lost when people walk out of the door that day. It gets transferred back into and implemented into and integrated with the work that your people are doing. So it provides it, it provides more value to the client in terms of the return on their investment. And I guess uh, distinguishes you from someone who doesn't uh, provide that. And 
my experience at least is that most people who hire speakers these days are looking for that transferable results. They're looking for something to happen after the speech is over. Absolutely. And it does distinguish you in the marketplace in that way because you're not just interested in giving a good show and getting off the stage. You're really committed to the results of the client and that's going to come across. Great. So as we wind up this segment, what are some action steps, uh, some things you might recommend a speaker do or some resources they might check out to start to investigate this aspect of their business? If speakers are interested in coaching, I would definitely recommend that they start doing a little bit of market research with their target market and find out if that's something that would be a value add. And then also do some informational interviews with coaches. There are so many coaches out there. I'd be happy to talk to any speakers who have questions about coaching, but there there are a lot of speakers in the N- there are a lot of coaches in the NSA who you can also tap into. And I think it's important to do the informational interviews so that you find out what's involved in coaching and whether it's something you want to take on personally or whether you want to do some joint ventures with existing coaches who may be interested in adding on to their uh, or expanding their client base. Some resources that I could point you to, there's a number of them. The International Coach Federation has a lot of basic information about coaching and places to get trained in coaching, and their website is coachfederation.org. There's a lot of information also at Peer Resources Network, which is a Canadian-based organization. The website is Peer. P-E-E-R dot C-A for Canada. They have a lot of information about both coaching and mentoring and a lot of research that you can tap into as well. There's always stuff on, on my website at suzypomerantz.com. You can look up some of the coaching studies there. You can go to coachingcommons.org, which is uh, an online dialogue about all kinds of coaches. Now, that includes life coaches, so that's not just business coaches. If you want just business coaches, top-tier executive coaches, you can find them at the leadingcoachescenter.com. Uh, and there's always, as you mentioned before, build a library of professionalcoaching.com as well. And with NSA, is there not the professional emphasis group uh, Correct. coaches? Correct. Yes. Robert Stack, I think, is currently leading that. And I understand that there's over 400 speakers in that coaching peg. So that's a great resource for NSA speakers as well. Well, thanks, Susie. You know, in our next segment uh, with Susie Pomerantz, we're going to talk about how to get a coaching program started. Excellent. Thank you, Bill. Thank you. <laughs> 